So as we're getting closer to the end of the church year, we always are going to hear these readings about the end. Because God wants us to have a, a sober mind and a sober heart as we go through our lives. As we just heard in this gospel, the Lord is a loving God and He's a loving Father, but He's also um, interested in what you're doing with the love that He gave to you and is giving to you in this Eucharist. So it's important to understand in this gospel reading today as we look at this, a talent isn't like I say, well, I have talent, meaning I'm good at baseball or I'm good at writing or I'm good at singing or I'm good at playing an instrument. It's not that kind of a talent. A talent in this scripture is, is, a, is a weight, a sum of uh, money. You know, a talent equals about 60-some pounds. Um, so if you could think of 60-some uh, uh, pounds. Or, it's important to understand that one talent is about equivalent to, the, to 20 years of wages. So five talents is a lot of weight worth of, of money, of treasure. And so, when you understand this, God's trying to communicate to us. You know, we're all about... Uh, making more money. We all are about like how do we live in this world and how do we invest better? How do we uh, make more money so we can put food on the table so we can enjoy our lives, buy what we need, have what we have and be able to give to others. There's nothing wrong with that. But the Lord's saying you put a lot of energy into the things of this world. So He's trying to tap into our great interests that we have in the material world. See, we live in this world, but we are not of this world. We're only here a very short time on earth. And so the Lord's saying to us, see how ingenious you are with the, the, the money that you make here, or what you do to try to earn more, and how you invest it or don't invest it. And so He's taking this image that we all kind of understand, you know, you could be a paper boy, you could be someone that uh, mows lawns, you could be a carpenter, you could be a lawyer, you could be a doctor, you could be uh, whatever you are, a secretary, but you are thinking about how do I make money? And so the Lord's taken this, and He has three groups of people here. It's important to understand that the currency of heaven is love. In heaven, my $20 bill means absolutely nothing. My $100 bill, my whole bank account on this earth in heaven means absolutely nothing. You can't use your money in heaven. It's impossible. There's no need for it. And so if you and I were going to a foreign land, because remember, we're pilgrims on a journey right now. We're all foreigners in this land. Our homeland's heaven. So if you and I are going, let's say tomorrow we're flying to... Uh, Italy, to Rome. Well, if I don't consider I, I, how do, what currency do they use in Italy? Or if I'm going to uh, uh, Spain, or I'm going to Asia, or, or, or China, what currency are they using? So if we're going to heaven, at least if I'm thinking about I'm on a journey toward heaven, then I should be thinking about what is the currency in my homeland, heaven. And so the weight, it, notice it says here, 
He gave to each according to his ability. So God gave one five talents. I'd like you to think of talent as, again, weight, an amount of love being given to one person. So the man that was given five was given a lot of love because he was able to love. See, not everybody's able to love because some of us are more broken than others. But you that are broken are able to love. Just as someone that's very psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually healthy can love. More because they're freer than someone that's psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually broken, who has a lot of pain, that can't think as much about others because of the pain in their hearts and their lives and their marriages. Okay, so God gave one five talents, meaning five, let's just say, uh, whatever, 500 pounds of love. Another he gave two, 200 pounds of love. Another one he gave 100, 100 pounds of love. Each according to his ability. Now what happens in this scripture? I'd like you to think of it like this. Lord, you gave me a family to love. It was very tiring and stressful. The person with five talents would say this, but I love them. I invested the love you gave me, God, into my family. To whom much is given, much is expected. The one that gave two, was given two. Lord, here's kind of how they would speak. Lord, you gave me a family. It was tiring and stressful. I was selfish sometimes, but I did my best to love them. So the person with five invested everything. The person with two invested the best they could. They were selfish at times, but they invested. The person with one, what happened? Lord, you gave me a family to love. It was tiring and stressful, and I didn't want to invest because I was afraid it might cost me something. This is the heart of this Gospel. My brothers and sisters, Whatever ability you have to love, God knows, I don't know, and half the time we don't even know what ability we don't have to love because we're all broken and wounded to different degrees. But God invested His only begotten Son personally in each person in this church. God the Father gave His only begotten Son to each of us in this church. 100% Jesus for everyone in the church. He's coming in moments upon this altar. And in moments, we receive Him in communion. The God of the universe is coming into you. God is love. Love is God. You do have an ability to give love. But you must understand, if we're going to love, it will cost us. Why do you think the Catholic Church doesn't have Jesus not on the cross. We have Jesus on the cross as Catholics. Why? We don't walk into a church and see a cross with no Jesus. We have crucifixes in our churches. Why do we have crucifixes? Sometimes our Protestant brothers and sisters say, Jesus, He's done. He did it all. He's finished. It's done. Yes and no. He did do it all so that you and I could do what He did. 
And if we do what he did, it's going to cost us like it cost him. So let yourself invest. God's invested in you. Love. Let yourself invest in your family. Yes, it's tiring. Yes, it's stressful. But as he says, come share your master's joy. Because this man who entrusted love to these three people has come back and he's now asking what did you do with the love I gave you at every mass I poured a hundred percent of myself out into each man and woman in this church what did you do with the love I gave you now the church has a sacrament also called confession reconciliation if you want to have a fruitful communion you must Take time to experience and avail yourself to confession. Confession is like an oil change. If you don't change the oil in your car, it gunks up the engine and the engine don't last as long. We would never think, at least people that know any something about a car would think, okay, I gotta have my oil changed every so often, huh? Confession's the same thing. Again, Jesus is like, you take care of the things in the world, you clean the filter in your furnace as it gets colder. You're getting ready to run the heat in your house. You, you clean the pipes in your house when they're clogged. You clean your engine with, you put new oil in your engine. If you have clogged arteries, you go to the doctor. But if your soul's clogged up, you're staying away from confession. I'm your divine physician. Come to confession and I'll clean out your soul so that when you come to communion, the love I give you will be able to operate through you and love those who are hardest to love. Namely, my wife, my husband, my kids. That's what God's about. I just got back from a trip. From, I was in Rome. I was actually in Thessalon Thessaloniki, which is where this scripture was written. I went to all the places in Greece where Paul was. And let me tell you something. We're blessed as Catholics. There was, we, we were on like a little cruise boat, right? We'd go to these different Greek islands. There were some Protestant brothers and sisters on the boat because we're going to Paul's places. Well, I always just wonder, you know, what the early church looked like? You, any church you go into in Greece, in Rome, and all these churches, you don't find anything like you see in the Protestant churches in America. Nothing. They're missing so much. What are they missing? The Eucharist. I always wondered. They're visiting these churches and these shrines. There's icons of Mary everywhere. There's the bishop over here. They're celebrating the Eucharist in this icon in the 5th century, in the 3rd century, in the 2nd century. St. Clement of Rome says, if you're not with your bishop, you're not with Jesus. We're, this country's so young. We are little more than 200 years old. We're talking about churches that are thousands of, or almost 2,000 years old. Some of these churches. Paul founded Thessalonica 50, 50 AD. But what I'm trying to say is this. To whom much is given, much is expected. You know, as Catholics, we are so blessed. The God of the universe is coming onto this altar. The God of the universe is coming onto this altar through the gift of the priesthood today for you. For you. 
have to show, share some of the stories and pictures sometime, but we were in Lanciano, Italy, where there was a Eucharistic miracle. The priest didn't believe that the bread and wine became the body and blood. And you know what happened? The heart, the, 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 the consecrated host became heart tissue. The, the, the chalice with the wine became real blood. And you know what? In the 1970s, scientists studied this miracle and proved that everything is blood type AB, mitocardial tissue from the heart. You can study these things as Catholics. Jesus don't do miracles of the Eucharist just because he feels like it. He's trying to say to Catholics, you have it. Be proud to be Catholic. Be proud to share your faith. Next time someone says to you, have you personally accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You ask him, where's that in the Bible? It's not in the Bible. That's their tradition. What's in the Bible? To be saved, be baptized. That's in the Bible. We have the fullness of the faith. You can study history. Don't be afraid of it. You can study the faith, study history. What you're going to find is God has given us all that we need to love one another as He loved us. We're not going to be perfect. But as we get closer to the end of the year, we're going to have many opportunities, Father Tom and I, for people to receive confession. Don't be afraid. You know, I was at Mercy last night hearing the confession for the girls. They had a retreat. These young girls inspired me. They, they taught me how to go to confession. Their hearts are so beautiful. These young girls in high school giving their hearts to Jesus. And we as adults sometimes forget the simple and beautiful things. Let children lead you. Your children are taught that the Eucharist is the body and blood of Christ. They're excited. We forget that as adults. So let's ask God to recover in us a gratitude for all that we have today in this beautiful gift of our faith.